0: Stage, Episode One. My name is Ethan Gladding. I'm a cycling photographer based in the Chicago area, and I specialize in the U.S. domestic road scene, which is going to be the focus of this podcast. With the idea being to introduce folks to some of the some of the interesting characters that I meet and photograph when I'm on the road at races. So in this episode, we have an interview with the Murphy brothers, Kyle and Evan Murphy. They're both professionals. Evan races with the Lupus Racing team. Kyle races with Jameis. After having, uh, Kyle had a bit of a breakout season, I would say, last year. He rode in Colorado as a stage air with Caja Rural, He was in the break pretty much every day. Um, Evan is more of a, I would say he's a criterium specialist uh those are the types of races that suit him um he did have a really nice result in uh i didn't get into it in too much detail with him in the in the interview, but he did finish sixth on uh second stage i believe it was at Joe martin where we recorded this podcast and that's pretty good for i i thought it was pretty impressive for a guy who primarily races sixty or seventy five minute races to to be up there in a sprint on a hundred and twenty Mile stage, but anyway, uh, we we'll get into that a bit in the in the interview. So, without further ado, here's Evan and Kyle. So, thanks guys for taking some time today to chat with me. I really appreciate it. Yeah.
1: So, how, how's the race?
0: <laughs> how's the race going so far for you? It's
1: good. Yeah, It's a good, good, good race. I
0: should mention, since people can't see that this is Kyle speaking. Um, yeah, we
1: at least for our guy, for my guys, the Jameis boys, things are going pretty good. We got a guy in yellow and a guy and two more in the top ten, and um, the gaps are really tight. So this crit's going to be
0: freaking bonkers. Is the I haven't been looking closely at the at the results, but are the the time bonus is going to come into play. At yeah, all? definitely. It's okay. like one
1: second to second. Oh, <laughs> is it
0: okay? I think
1: seven seconds to third.
0: Oh wow! Okay, so it's,
1: yeah, it's pretty gnarly.
0: Yeah, because that was last year. How Murphy won was that just slowly kind of eating away with those time bonuses. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah, it'll be fun. We have fun,
0: correct? Yeah. Was that the team's plan from the beginning to? to grab it on the first day and and hold? Um, I mean, I assume with Acevedo being a pretty good climber, that would be... We were okay with... We didn't really want to have to ride, so,
1: you know, we rode the front all through San Dimas and all through Redlands, and then um, it kind of bit us on the last day on the Sunset Loop, and so we've kind of been... Being a little more clever about it the last few days, and would have been okay with second, and then trying to take the jersey the last day. But um, I mean, it's it's always good to have yellow, you know. Yeah. A lot of photos and sure. So you know, nice. either or, it's okay. <laughs> I think <don't know. laughs> I just have to ask Seba, I guess.
0: Uh, Evan, yeah. how's the race going for you?
1: Um, you know, our team this is kind of our alternate squad so it's given a chance to for some of the guys who haven't really been doing a lot of racing to get some miles in and uh... to rest kind of our a guys so you know our fastest guy essentially is coming off a rest week so we weren't expecting too much but um... yeah we don't really have a dog in the gc fight so um... uh, it's been a little bit interesting more interesting for us i think We've been on the fly, trying lead-out um, experiments, for lack of a better word, and um, we've had a little success. I um,
0: saw so you had six the other day.
1: Yeah, that was, that's great.
0: And that's in a sprint after like a hundred and how many miles?
1: Yeah, yeah. So. That Yes, that was great. I think um, really trying to not get too excited about top tens and really keep pushing myself and my team for a little bit more. But, yeah, no, I'd say we were pretty happy with that. Um, but, you know, I think we've just – our strategy has just been let's get, a, let's get as many guys in the break as we can. And, you know, we only brought seven guys here. And, again, it's it's kind of – I mean, we got this guy Jonah who is 19 years old. He hasn't done a ride longer than, like, 50 miles all winter because <laughs> he's been in school. And he's, you know – did his first um bottle delivery you know Hmm. in yesterday's stage so it's an interesting squad we bought and i think anything we can get out of this race is is yeah is good so that's kind of been our focus and yesterday was i'd say yesterday was one of the crazier sprint stages i've ever done so Hmm. i think i'm just kind of glad we all came
0: out alive yeah. That last corner is a little hairy. It seems like there's a lot of speed building up to it. And then and then there was a stiff
1: yeah. tailwind
0: on it. Well, at least that finishing straight on not that long, but there was a pretty stiff tailwind on it. I think what caused a lot of the
1: crashing was that the sun is, like, right in your eyes as you're rolling in. Oh, okay. And it's very fast. So any, like, little shift, it's kind of like... All you can see are these, like outlines of human bodies (laughs) okay it's kind of this like backlit outline thing so you're kind of like moving like a sea of like a school of blind fish (laughs) i found it really everyone would kind of overreact i mean i was in the grass with about a K to go. Oh, wow. So, I mean, I saw bodies just flying off the side of the yeah. road. It was just, it was mayhem. Yeah. <laughs> you would, like, crest a little roller, and no one would know which way the road was to right <laughs> turn. So people were, like, calling out, right turn, right turn, right turn! Everyone's <laughs> reacting, like, like maybe, like, three quarters of a second too late. It's <laughs> totally bonkers. You can't insane. see anything. No. I didn't realize that. It was, yeah. yeah. And it was, yeah. Yeah, you are only safe if, I mean... I'm not surprised UHC won because you were only safe if you were on the front of that field. Right. Everyone, I mean, and you know, and I mean, bless their hearts, but there are guys racing for 30th place, and that's where all the crashes were. Was guys positioning to get the best result of their careers, which is awesome, and I fully support it. But it, it, when you're, when you're in it, it's terrifying. Gotcha. Okay.
0: So now just to completely shift gears up on you, no pun intended. Um, how did you guys get into, like, how did you get introduced to cycling? What, how did you start riding and how did you start racing? With Kyle. I mean, did you do it at the same time? It's kind of like back and forth. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Like,
1: I rode my mountain bike to school in middle school because that's just, I was too lazy to take the bus So I lived. The way the bus route worked and...
0: So you rode a bike because you were too lazy
1: for a bus? Right, because I could sleep in like an extra 30 minutes. (laughs) And right. Because the bus kind of went like away from school, you know? And like if I biked, I kind of could go straight there. And then in high school, Evan got a track bike because of, I think, like, Will Meeker and Walton and those guys. And then... We were in Portland, Oregon. Um, okay, I was just going to ask
0: that. Okay. So, like, track bikes were, like, the coolest thing. Yeah. You could, uh, right, okay. Did you call them track bikes, or did you call them fixies?
1: Track bikes. Track bikes, track okay. bikes. I didn't hear fixies did call like, did... 2012. I mean, I, I didn't even know. Yeah, I'd never heard that term. Okay. I mean, we, I think the first time, I mean, I can remember being at the track, seeing Will Meeker's track bike because up in Rose Velodrome in Portland it's like this little concrete velodrome super steep walls okay. and So, like there actually was like a track scene out there like um what was that shop down on 2nd uh Vel- no. Dean Dean and yeah. it was like bike <laughs> bike bike something yeah bike yeah. central maybe. bike central yeah, yeah that's right bike central and Bellow shop and like guys were racing Track and and then there was also the Messenger thing. Um, and then I started racing because in Portland, uh, they have a separate cycling federation called OBRA. And okay. when you're a junior, it's like $5 for a yearly license hmm. and $5 to race. I don't know if it still is. but uh, And all the races are within biking distance. So like you didn't have to like ask your parents for permission or anything. You could just... Pay five bucks, ride out to Mount Tabor, or like right out after to the school. velodrome. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Or during the summers too, yeah. um, and just go race. And uh, and they had like a this fixed gear category uh, road race on Mount Tabor, where like you were supposed to have brakes, but everyone had like levers going to like dummy. Like it was like really silly. <laughs> but uh, so you'd basically be riding brakeless fixed gears up and down this dormant volcano <laughs> in the middle of the east side in Portland. And yeah, it's like, you know, an hour ride from the house. Okay. Yeah. And then I was in college at this point by the yeah. way. And you went like, to
0: you went to RISD, right? I went to
1: RISD. Okay. And, and I I really stopped riding bikes and drank a lot of beer, smoked a lot of cigarettes. I mean I did the whole art school thing. And but Kyle, I have a picture
0: of you racing in a collegiate race. Yeah.
1: Late in my in, I mean that was junior year when I started I mean really like hearing about Kyle and our friend Walton racing a lot really got me like wait I want to do this too like feeling like left out maybe and it just seemed exciting and so then I started riding my bike more and bought like a road bike and started racing but it was like I mean I'm really glad they started doing it, it kind of pulled me out of my phone Yeah <laughs> Got
0: that tuned muffler on the moped That guy's going to be in the caravan so <laughs> I guess there's <laughs> no caravan, caravan in the trip One man Yeah And
1: then you started Evan started doing like USAC races in New York Yeah And um, The racing out there is cool too It's kind of similar Like you don't really need a car Yeah You can race on Floyd Bennett Fields Tuesdays oh, like and Thursdays Yeah and it's like really really fun racing really hmm. fun. Um, and then there's the Central Park races and the Prospect Park races on the weekends and then if there's anything out of town there's enough people and it's freaking New York yeah. City that and we were like poor power. and young and we always could find rides we're still poor and I'm not so young anymore but still find rides yeah it's like I think we got really lucky because we kept getting into these like hubs of cycling activity and so it there was like people to do it with and there were like we always found mentors but that also being said i think it it weirdly was pretty self-driven there for a while i mean we didn't like even though kyle was a junior it's not like what you might be imagining i mean he stopped racing for several years Okay. After being, like, one of these, like, juniors. You know, he didn't, like, get on, like, no, some cool yeah. junior Dude, program. I was never, right. We were never if on we a development like some, team. No. Like, the only person from USAC I've ever talked to is Tom Mahoney about trying to get my freaking license. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't, we're not, we didn't get any of that, like, no. cush, kush Our dad, like, I mean, he loves that we race now, but I don't think he thought it was anything. We didn't have that, like, not that no. there's anything mom. wrong with it. it was, <laughs> no, it's right. awesome when you have that kind of support. But we were just, I mean, we were, like... Frankensteining our bikes from, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. I raced with down tube shifters. <laughs> yeah, like we were ma- we were just making it work because we just thought it was fun. I mean, right? Yeah. And
0: and then now, now we're here <laughs> with team cars and stuff. Well, how did you? So you guys, I know you guys have raced like red hook crit and stuff. A yeah. Bunch. How did how did that come about? That was. Was that just from being in sort of the New York scene and just, yeah. For
1: me, definitely. Like, I was at RISD. I was riding a track bike. I had, like, just started racing Collegiate Road. And I had, like, seen some blog on some blog thing about Red I was like, this is amazing. And the next year, I, like, took the bus to New York for that weekend and did the race. And then after that, I mean, the next year after that, it was, was when it was, like, finally on a closed course. And then Kyle came with. Hey, Kyle, were you living out out west at that yeah, time? Yeah, I was. I was in school in San Francisco, and Walton, our buddy from um, high school, was riding with the Mash guys, and um, I went and did an Alley Cat and Juan, It was like this really gnarly, uh, hilly mess. And, uh... <laughs> Can we find videos on YouTube of you, like, dodging through traffic There's this stuff? one video of me, like, descending, I, like, on the most clapped-out Kilo TT with, like, a broken saddle and toe straps down, I think, 14th, where it's really steep. And they were calling all the intersections, because there was photographers, so I didn't have to look... Li- so I just, like, totally let it rip, like, 200 RPM. Just so <laughs> scary, but... I really needed to win because there was $500 and I didn't have any money and it was finals week (laughs) and uh, so that yeah that kind of like like Mike was always friendly but after that he was like oh cool like maybe this kid should come do this Red Hook thing with us and knowing Walton and knowing Chaz and Rainier and all those guys and doing some cross racing with them. So that was like actually the first time like really I'd experienced any kind of support was from Mike. Okay. At MASH and you know flying. We went to freaking Europe. We went to Barcelona, we went to Milan, Mm. and, you know, got, like, the nicest equipment you could ask for, and food, like, I basically lived off of Cliff Bars for (laughs) two years, (laughs) right? So, yeah, and Red Hook's how we met Neil Bethick. Yeah, Uh, and he he, he got me on foundation, and then I got Kyle on foundation, and the year that we were on foundation together, I'd say, was probably one of the most important years of our for our road cycling career
0: okay i was going to ask you how you sort of made that transition yeah from yeah. from those you know fixed gear type races to like serious yeah. on the road well for neil a... neil bezdek and
1: dan chavanoff both won red hook and they both yeah. were on foundation yeah and so they kind of like saw they they were you know friendly new yorkers and kind of in the fixed gear thing but also in the road bike thing and they yeah kind of got us more into the road bike thing yeah and dan and neil kind of like like helped us on foundation kind of like get to the races we needed to get to i mean that's a crit team it's an amateur elite team they focus on crits but that year we were able to get support to go out to amateur nationals and cascade and a bunch of local road races and um i mean that's how that's how we really... I mean, that was trial by fire, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but if we hadn't gotten that support for that, I just... I don't know if we would have... I mean, that year was... for At least for me, for how old I was and everything, that was a pretty crucial year. Because that got us on notice by uh, Lupus. Right.
0: Okay. Year, which was last year, when we raced for Lupus, so... And then Lupus... Road tour of Alberta last year. That's was that yeah. The biggest uh, Well the that event was like that the team? biggest
1: event, but for me it was all about going to Qinghai. That was like that stands out in my mind as last year. Okay. Which is a t- it's a thirteen stage, fourteen day race in the highlands between straight it's like the foothills of the Himalayas. Right. In China. That was easily the most the hardest that was the hardest bike activity I've ever done in my life. That changed me as a as a bike racer.
0: Interesting. I, I've always wanted to shoot that race because it's so it looks so picturesque. You but absolutely everybody t- should.
1: You might die. Well, it's that's absolutely
0: <laughs> so Sleeping at like eleven thousand
1: feet, you're just like our one of our directors was just laid out and he wasn't even racing. He, was he just, had like a
0: blood clot or something <laughs> in his brain. <laughs> it was not a joke. He
1: almost died. <laughs>
0: Oh my! God. I'm <laughs> not crazy. sure that's a place that I would want to have like serious medical issues. Like, no, you want to go wild... very
1: healthy, right? <laughs> no alcohol. I mean, mm-hmm. seriously, race but it is, is beautiful. It's, oh yeah, oh, it's yeah, it's it's pretty stunning, oh. and it's like, it, yeah, and you race against. I mean, the weirdest, coolest teams. Iranian team. Yeah, Tabriz
0: Petrochemical or whatever. Can I mean, yeah.
1: The weird petrochemical team. I mean, the Beijing team, the Hong Kong national team. It's very cool. And uh, I mean, that was a world tour race. That was uh, awesome. That was awesome. It wasn't, I mean, Alberta's like, everybody knows Alberta. Right. And that was certainly cool to do. But for me, it's well, last Alberta doesn't pay cash <laughs> <laughs> a day the, the minute after the awards ceremony. Yeah, <laughs> which by the way, the f- American U.S. the like <laughs> the final ceremony at Shanghai is like dance routine after dance routine after mm-hmm. dance routine. It lasts like three hours. There's like all these huge like they like have the podium goes to like ten places deep. Mm-hmm. And there's like acrobatics and I mean it's the most. And it's, it's just
0: crazy. I might have to mark that one off on the calendar. It nice. would go.
1: It's pretty amazing.
0: So then, Kyle, last year, so how did the Caja Rural thing come about? Um,
1: There, it was, an agent asked a rider I knew, and that rider recommended me. And it was kind of like a NorCal thing. Okay. Um, and... Like they needed an American, I think, because they had a spot. They're eight teams at the Volta, and uh, they they had a spot to fill. They needed an American.
0: They're on. Are they on Fuji bikes? Yeah,
1: and Fuji. Yeah. Um, but you know, for I think it was mostly like visa things. They didn't have time to get like. Oh, a, that's different a good rider point. Yeah. Out I didn't visa. even think of that. Yeah. So um, I didn't care how I got it. I was just like, I'm going to take advantage of this sure. as much as possible. I mean, definitely. Thank you to the, to uh, to Ben Mains for putting me in touch with the agent. Um, but yeah, I, I basically, we landed in Shanghai, and I thought I was going to my mom's, and this still kind of pisses her off, so I'm like, <laughs> and then, uh, like, th- three or four days after, we didn't know we were going to China. No, we didn't. <laughs> Until, like, about a week. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> M- mail me your passport. Yeah. It was like, overnight me your passport. Hey, uh, what? <laughs> hey, you are going to China in no a week. But uh, right. then so we get, I get back from China and like I'm sitting there in New York like cooking breakfast and I get this call like you're going to do Colorado and I was like okay so you know two days after that I'm on a plane to Colorado staying in Nederland with uh, some some old track friends from Portland and just yeah training my face off and mm. luckily like the prep from Ching People are like, why are you so good at Colorado? And it's like, dude, because I raced like Colorado's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I raced two Colorado <laughs> for, at then, a higher elevation. Yeah. <laughs> and then like went like my prep was like so good, mm. and so I just rode the brake every freaking day. <laughs> it was it was fun, and it was. I yeah. mean that race was amazing. I was well, super bummed it's not around this year, but
0: yeah, I remember when you were in the. I remember hearing uh, Sherwin say your name for the first time. Heck uh, yeah. I was like, yeah, <laughs> we just gotta figure out a way to
1: get him to say stinky car. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. It's catching on. <laughs> yeah, we were at a team camp at Alberta and it was in Dahlonega, Georgia, and there was like no cell service. So it was always like this mad dash, like getting back to the hostel to like like find out, like, is Kyle on the break? Like, how's, what's happening in Colorado? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, that was cool. When yeah. you, it's weird, like, you do you do all these really cool races that don't have a lot of coverage and I'm always like why are guys complaining like who cares like this is just fun like when we're at Gila I like I think that race is so cool and like the Gila monster is so freaking like one of the coolest days of racing in the in the states and but guys will like complain And I never understood why until you go to Colorado and it's like, oh, every day is like a a party. Like, it's really social. Right. And I don't really care about that stuff as much, but I, it like clicked then that like, oh, guys like to stay in like nice hotels and like feel like a baller and like, you know, have like a buffet and (laughs) like go to like the party afterwards. And it's like, I, I mean, it was fun, but it was also like, wait, what the hell? Like there's this whole other side that I didn't even think about.
0: Yeah. I think from my standpoint, being on the road like for the photographs oh if i if people are on a climb i want to see big crowds mm-hmm. like cuz that's like the drama yeah like that adds a lot of drama to an image totally you, mm-hmm. you know whereas I, like i haven't shot heel, but looking at the photos i mean you're on a climb <laughs> but no one there <laughs> right <laughs> yeah um,
1: i never thought about that yeah i mean it 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 does and it's it's it is really cool and it it makes it feel like more validating maybe but It's also, like, if that's why you're doing it, like, I don't really know if you should,
0: you know, chase that
1: dream. It's got to come from somewhere else. It's almost like a philosophical thing. Like, are you doing it for the fans and for... I mean, it's such a balance being a professional bike racer of, like, are you a marketing tool? Are you, like, a... Are you a pedaling billboard or, like, do you just love racing your bike? (coughs) (coughs) Sorry. Um, And I think... It's great when you get into those big races because you can fulfill that billboard objective. But I think, yeah, I wonder if you really, if you really polled a lot of racers what they would say is their favorite, you know, Yeah, I think that's an
0: ongoing sort of tension, obviously. You know, I mean, racers, they just want to race and they love to race. And obviously there's a whole marketing apparatus that's built around it that I get to see more of that side. So I understand the, the sort of tension there. I mean, it's... It just—it's like kind of need both. I mean, there's no way around it. Yeah,
1: and then with all the mark like it is. There are perks if there are a lot of people there. Yeah, it, it is. It feel it feels really exciting. When you came over and Independence, and it was like those walls of people. It's pretty sweet. And apparently, like some like long lost relative i barely know like emailed my our family like i saw kyle on tv no she said evan i saw (laughs) saw evan at tv at some colorado race (laughs) and you're like sweet like yeah that's kind of cool yeah yeah and and also for your career you can't you can't really just race the races that are the like for the love of it because your career will kind of but you can, well, because Instagram, cause well, all these yeah, like, now lifestyle you can, racers right? yeah. are just doing like, you know, rinky-dink, cat three races that they don't say, and they're getting support from like, yeah. multi-billion companies, so I don't know. Because like the Fondo thing, and the, and the gravel thing, it's like, that, that, I think, yeah, companies are realizing, okay, I can give... And I'm not even gonna say that. No. <laughs> but yeah, you can give some it's jabroni changing. like a pair of zip wheels if he has four and four
0: thousand yeah. followers. Yeah. Know. Yeah. I mean, there's people on Instagram who have as much media power as a lot of you know, yeah. tra- you know, quote unquote traditional publications. Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: With that being said, I mean, I think that's where like true true fans of the sport, people who are following the sport, understand what it means to get. Third in the time trial at Joe Martin versus third in the Crosswalk Park race. I mean, it's it's right. if you're following the sport, it still has a ton of meaning. I mean, especially when these races have been around for a long time. And, um, yeah,
0: and if you if you follow, I mean, I think most cycling fans in America are probably most familiar, obviously, with big. The biggest races in the world, the European races, and when they follow domestic elite racing here, they they're seeing guys who are making that step. Yeah. So there's it's like watch it's like going to a minor league game and you see mm-hmm. a guy and you know he's going to get called up and you can yeah. you say oh I saw him when he, right you know yeah people still talk about like
1: when Ted King won Fitchburg it's like the race doesn't even exist anymore <laughs> I mean it's like a crit now but like you know like yeah the lore is is important and yeah people are going to be saying when Kyle raises the Tour de France like I saw him <laughs> at Cap region. Yeah. I yeah, all these I it, it I think what you what I see is like like that thing about the hardcore fans. It's like that's who's still here. It's people who really care about the sport, yeah. who are throwing these races and making sure they stay on and I like I I want it to have a broader appeal and I think there's a lot of I think maybe like the last I don't know, three or four years. It's gotten a little more narrow with who's like keeping it keeping on. But then there are all these cool initiatives like the the World Cycling League, that new track, yeah, and that to like make it make it appeal to a broader audience. Yeah, and people can talk a lot of smack, but these Grand Fondos that that. Economically stabilized larger
0: races are so valuable. Well, and, and they've been—you know—people make it sound like that's a new thing. In Europe, that's been going on forever. Yeah, mm-hmm. all those—all the big classics have a—you know—a sportif yeah, attached totally. to it. Totally. And, and, Way well, I think sure. it's awesome.
1: I mean, there—there I, there should be one here at John. I mean, it's there just is one. one. There is. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, I
0: think this is the first year they've done it here. Okay. So it's not very big. But... I think in the states, it
1: seemed like—it seems like in Europe there was like you're pro and you're doing like these big, big, big races or you're an amateur and you're doing like sportifs. and that's like the participation. And in the States, it was like the participation side of the sport was like super competitive for a really long time. Right. It was like, like being a cat is was like freaking right. hard. You have to train, you have to have a nice bike. You're, you're like dieting, all this stuff. And now enough people, like there's just kind of this critical mass of people who just want to enjoy themselves. Who are, like, racing cross for fun on their single speeds and doing the Grand Finals and the gravel races and, like, maybe it'll kind of just, like, slowly, like... Like, the Europeans had it figured out all the time and now, like, we're <laughs> right. finally gonna figure out. Like, we don't need to have, like... You don't need to, like, sell your car to buy a... Right. ...Tarmac so that you can win the office park crit. You should, like, have a sweet steel touring bike and, like, right. go to La roca Yeah. But, yeah, because... Well and have a have a gravel one day classic attached to La Roica, you know yeah yeah. and I think too like totally, totally. that would be awesome That'd actually that's a great yeah. idea <laughs> you guys um, should do it I I would love to promote a race one day it's not gonna happen while I'm racing but yeah I think <clears throat> that also speaks to this larger thing that I feel like we have <coughs> been fortunate to avoid which is like since we came up not really knowing what we were doing I think we've We've like slowly integrated like the serious stuff of bike racing, the like, the like, quinoa salads and the like, power meter stuff, very gradually.
0: <coughs> God, the pollen here like goes right into my. I'm having an issue with that too here. Um, the air the... is really surprisingly dry here yeah. for this for this part of the country. Mm-hmm little like plant particles
1: get right into that itchy spot in my throat <laughs> anyways um but yeah I do think that also speaks to that that category system is like I just feel so glad we never it took me like three or Here's four years so
0: guys need <laughs> thanks
1: um, to like get really really serious about it and I always am bummed out when I meet the the lower category races who you it's like you can like you can see they're going to burn out in a year and quit the sport because they, I mean, they, they're, they're just not having fun. Analyzing it. And it's, yeah, they've already like lost just going on a bike ride. And yeah. I have a lot of conversations with guys about you have to preserve that. I mean, you have to protect it like it's the most sacred thing you've got. Because if you lose that, I mean, oh, it's, it's so hard to get it back. And I don't think neither me or Kyle have lost it. It's just still just really, really fun. But... Yeah, I, I really hope that um, more and more people can can figure out, like, you know, like, you don't need to do all that serious stuff right away. Um, if you just ride and have a lot of fun, you'll just get better because you're enjoying yourself and anyways.
0: Well, we should probably wrap it up now. I think that's a good point to wrap yeah, it up. Yeah, that's a nice uplifting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thanks again. You guys got anything else you
1: want to say? As uh, yeah, I mean, I would love to just say thank you, Ethan, and um, thank you for my team, Lupus Racing Team. Um, we're we're here as a racing team, but we're also here to raise awareness for the autoimmune disease, Lupus. It affects two and a half million people in the U.S. It's really scary. There's no cure. And um, anybody listening could just take the five seconds to go to our website, lupusracingteam.com, and just... Just read about it if you don't already know, um, and um, and uh, yeah, check out our sponsors. But most importantly, just just educate yourself about the disease. That'd be really great. So cool. just say that really quick.
0: Okay, that just about does it for this episode of the podcast. This first episode. I want to say thanks again to Evan and Kyle for taking the time. It's not easy to to get away in the middle of a stage race like this, and and. Uh, take some time out, I really appreciate them doing that. Um, If you want to get more information about Kyle and his team you can go to jamissutterhome.com and there's news and information about the team on there and you can follow along with Kyle's season. Uh, I also want to reiterate what Evan said at the end there and and encourage everybody to go to lupusracingteam.com as well get some information about lupus, find out about ways you can contribute to the search for a cure. Alright, everybody, thanks for taking the time to listen, and hopefully I'll have another episode up in about a week. Thanks. We're on the record now. Alright, yeah, this is on the record.